and welcome to the movie review podcast this is episode four i think it feels like a four um if it isn't i will find like a decal <laughs> um so this Get is yeah. uh yeah you're, you're throwing me off um this is uh, the movie review podcast i am simon Pryor. joining me today are rich hatton in the corner and tommy dempsey sort of in the middle ish yeah and uh, i'm over on the Right. From, uh, from, from yes, a, from a camera direction. Yes, yeah, from from the direction of the the microphone. Uh, Mr. Antremain is not joining us today as he's, he's on dead. He's he's not dead. Oh. He's on official business elsewhere. Being dead. <laughs> <laughs> you got a um, date with death. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe he's, he's probably playing Twister with him or something. Bill and Ted style. Best three out of five. Um, so yes. So, uh, that's uh, a strange uh, sound. Oh, hey. <laughs> I haven't done one of these in at least a week. You sound like Jonathan <laughs> Ledyard commentating on the F1. Woof. Oh, hey, oh. Uh, mm. um, So, we're going to kick things off. Right, okay. Going to kick things off uh, with Trailer Park, which is a name I've stolen from SFX magazine. Um, if we can think of something better that is uh, less obvious, then uh, I think we should. Um, so the trailers this week are, first of all, Tron Legacy, which we've seen about three trailers for today. Um, your opinions? Jeff Bridges. This is true, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> now you've, you've not seen the original, have you? So. No, I haven't seen it. Um, I'm not clued up on the, the story. The, the problem I found with all the trailers I've seen so far, they, they reference the original. So if you've seen the original, you know, you're going to get quite a bit out of the trailers, but at the same time, if you've not seen it, it doesn't really tell you much about what's happening. It's catering too much towards the nerds. Yeah, it, it relies too much on you having seen the original film. So whether or not that film, uh, the Tron Legacy, does well or not... I think really that's where the legacy comes into it. Yeah, but at the same time, though, if you haven't seen the original, which I'm assuming a lot of people won't have, it's not going to have as much resonance with you as... Uh, if they'd actually sort of tried to explain a bit more, dude, that's why they've got the, the pre-beginning bit. Yeah, in the trailer, that, yeah. young Jeff Bridges. That's right. Yeah. So, <coughs> with his small child, we will see. We will see. Um, the, it the looks, looks very nice. Though. Yeah, it, it looks rather pretty. I'm sure in 3D it'll look quite good. Um, you did raise issue, Tommy, with the CG faces. Yeah, the de-aged Jeff Bridges, but I didn't think it looked that no, bad. The, the, the guy who in, in the Comic Con trailer who was being chased looked awful. That looked terrible, <laughs> terrible, really, didn't it? Uh, but apart from that, I, th- I think it looks, looks like a why, why, bomb. why they couldn't have like normal faces? Well, hmm. but then it's Disney, isn't it? It's yeah, they're they're, they're uh, the, the new George Lucas. Why have a normal face when you can uh, de-age it and put it on the green screen? Daft Punk. Daft Punk yeah. on the soundtrack. Yeah, that should be quite good. And Michael Sheen as uh, a bar owner. He was the is white that, guy. Is that Michael he Sheen as in? Um, 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 uh, he was Brian in the damn. Yeah, the damn. Brian Clough. Not Brian. No, no, Nigel's the son. Nigel's Brian. Clough. Well, Brian Clough. Yeah, I was yeah. right. Yeah, not um, Nigel Clough. Nigel Clough was the Nottingham Forest chappy. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael Sheen plays the owner of a bar. He was the one who looked like David Bowie. Oh, right, okay. No way. Egg to yeah. rink. So with a, with a stick. Yeah. Probably um, stolen from baby Bowie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cold as in space Bowie? Uh, yeah. Leave stick. 
the uh, the next trailer we watched was for a film called Faster with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh right, yeah, I, um, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that I, I don't know what was going on in that. Something he, about revenge. Like, yeah, he had pictures. Yeah, and he was in a car, and then he was shooting a gun. I can't remember yeah. that honestly. And that's we watched it, it literally minutes ago. <laughs> no, that's how like completely uninterested I am in it. Yeah, I, I'm probably not going to watch that one. Uh, I think I've only ever seen none of his films. <laughs> I, I, what have I seen him in? I've, I've seen him in Get Smart and that's it. I was going to say, was he in Daddy Daycare? But no, that was Vin, Ste- Vin Diesel. You know, I, I don't actually... He was in The Pacifier. I tell a lie. Was that Vin Diesel as well? That's Vin no, Diesel. No, not... Yeah, that's not that's not Daddy Daycare. The Pacifier. I've, have that's you seen The Rock? Daddy Daycare. I've yeah, seen yeah. The Rock in Southland Tales. Which is, um, whatever his name is, uh, follow-up to Donnie Darko. Richard something? Not the director's name is complete, but Richard. I don't know. Richard Baker. Richard no, Baker. I'm, I'm going to get up and I'm going to smoking pluck. weed. Rainy. I thought that was the Harry Potter theme tune. Richard Kelly. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. We're not outside today, so if you can hear the ice cream van, that's because yes. the windows open. That's impressive. It's, it's better it's than the one that comes around our end. Sounds demented. <laughs> from the from the uh, so dark dimension. The yeah, yeah, that's that's what yeah. one <laughs> But it's like, it's like someone's bonked the speaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it is it like a speaker, a musical version of Sylvester Stallone as Rocky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost club singing. Yeah, club yeah. style. Yeah. It's almost Rick, Rick Reeves as well. Uh, the next trailer, uh, Sucker Punch, which is the new Zack Snyder film oh, yeah. with um, some, Vanessa, some hot women in it. Vanessa Hudgens from uh, High School Musical. Uh, oh yeah, and they're really weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they've got them, he's seen them. Paparazzi time. Yep. Uh, I can't remember any of the other cast from it. To be honest, I there was some blonde. Uh, was, that the, was the blonde girl Vanessa Hudgens? No, she's got. She's a brunette. Oh, right. There's some blonde girl in it who looked quite attractive, and I'm almost certain she got her boobies out in the trailer. No, it was just a flesh-coloured bra, almost, but not quite. Damn. Yeah. Was that uh, was that a mech in it? Did I see a mech, or was that supposed to be like There's a lot of monster thing? It's all supposed to be dreamscape a little bit. Oh, so okay. where you're going, it's Inception. Inception. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look really uh, good. It even had slow motion like Inception. Yeah. When oh, that lorry uh, was crashing. There's a trailer out for Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Oh, yeah, don't ever watch that after it. It looks Billy Connolly's in it. He'll probably give you and the best. Uh, Catherine Tate. Tate. So uh, yeah. there's a lot of these. I'm assuming Jack Black around. is going to be Gulliver. Yeah. Like, uh, oh my god, dude! <laughs> don't touch my cock! <laughs> <laughs> you can see oh, it. Oh, no, it's a kid's movie. Oh. <laughs> Don't in 3D! That. Oh, of course it is. Jack Black in 3D, you just turn in profile view and uh, <laughs> and expand like a pregnant woman. Uh, no, that's so KG. He, 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 oh, yeah, sorry. I've got <laughs> nothing against you, Jack. It's just please stop doing shit. Bill. <laughs> yeah. You were good in King Kong. Go back to drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're surprisingly good in King Kong, I think it should be the, uh, the thing. Um, and the final trailer was for Red, which is, uh, I think it's based on a comic book. It's got Bruce Willis, Helen Mirren, John Malkovich, and Morgan Freeman. Old and um, Mary Louise Parker, was it? And a young guy. Yeah. It looked Who good. It did look good. It looked interesting. Helen Mirren firing a gun was Yeah, I think that's the basic it. premise yeah, for no, it as well. Yeah. Helen Mirren, would you like to fire a gun? Yes, please. There we go. 
you're in the film. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never um, done that before. <laughs> it looks vaguely interesting. Well, fired a gun or Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> I'd like to do Helen Mirren. Even though she's a bit old, she's still still Hatton. But that it looks quite good. Ex CIA people yeah. fighting to do something. Clear their name. A vague thing. They, they were it's, it's probably another revenge tale film because that probably, seems to be. Yeah. Uh, they were, they were um, committed of a crime they did commit. Not committed. Found guilty. Ah, uh, found guilty of a crime they did commit. Yes. Or something. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, they're, they're ex CIA. For old people, people yeah. isn't that the Expendables? Pretty much, oh, it might Sly be. and yeah. Arnie coming back for his cameo and stuff. Uh, Bruce is in that as well, isn't he? And, uh, yeah. and Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. We talked about this the other week. Yeah, but yeah, um, looks quite good. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, as you can tell, we have no knowledge of these films whatsoever. We we, we watched, just watch the trailers. we watch trailers and go, ooh, pretty pictures. <laughs> trailer finishes Tommy forgets all about it oh yeah Faster would be yeah you Uh, remember the title though yeah yeah. that that, that Faster (laughs) coming back to Faster that did have that sort of like um, rock sort of esque soundtrack to it the the emotional rock song that you normally get from uh, family friendly uh, sort of emotional drama films is it going to be rated PG-13 probably (laughs) you can't see this but I'm raising my eyebrow The, the next section is films we don't want to watch. Now, uh, this week it is the two Sex and the City films. I have no intention of watching either of them. Uh, I understand people like Sex and the City. Don't understand why. I don't understand why. Um, <laughs> it's, it's and if, 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 you, if all of you men say, oh, I'm, I'm doing it because of uh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, then all you've got to do is watch Porky's and then watch Sex of the City and realise how much he's aged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Police Academy 1. She's no, always she been a whore. Yeah. yeah. Not that she's been typecast for her whole career. <laughs> Sex and the City is just I don't think it's typecasting. I think it's just, you know, method acted or <laughs> being herself, you know. Apparently, I think she's actually done a sex book with her husband as well. I won't be buying this. This is a few years ago. Oh, it's, it's, it's not actually graphic in, in that in, instance. I think they've written it together. Mm. But um, I, I think that's the way she's always been uh, wired. And wasn't she in... Um, she's still I, really wired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that another day, I think. Do you want to go home and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go home and... Uh, <laughs> for anyone that is listening, I recommend going on uh, YouTube and finding the scene from Shark Attack 3 uh, is it the best movie line ever I think it's called possibly uh, it's got John Barrow and, uh, and a woman whose face is melting uh, and uh, find the best movie line ever with John Barrowman from Shark Attack 3 and uh, genius and that's in the final film uh, yeah so films you don't, don't want to watch Sex and the City 1 so I've, uh, I've seen a bit of Sex and the City 1 the film you disgust me. You just like no, but, no, but this is this is me. No, I, he willingly watched that. I didn't. I oh, came yes. home after a night out after visiting my sister because she was a student at the time, living with lesbians, 
as you do. As you do. That's I think they, they, all, they all did physical education. They wanted to be PE teachers, so it, <laughs> it explains a lot. Mm, go bigger, yeah. yeah. But they were watching Sex and the sister City. Or? No, my sister. Oh, I was gonna say. She, she's just a normal teacher. She's engaged to a man, so she's all right. Um, I was going to say because otherwise I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah, no, it's just a front Amy and Stuart living together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, turns out it's man. <laughs> came back from the pub off my tits, which ironically is what was on the telly. <laughs> At the time. At the time. Uh, and it was Kim Control. That would be a she man's was, only She was naked. And it. I couldn't quite grasp the concept as to what was going on, but I had to have it explained to me because she was lying on there with sushi all over her body. As you do. Waiting for a man to come back and eat off her. But then it cut across to somewhere else and the same thing was happening somewhere else. Right. And I thought she was imagining what was going on in her head, but it turns out it was just a neighbour. Right. I, I went uh, to bed shortly afterwards, yeah, confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a surprised based on that. <laughs> very annoyed. Yeah, there was boob in it. It was like, why? What? I'm going to bed too drunk. As with all boob in that, it's always gratuitous. Yeah. And it's always either Kim Cattrall or the ginger one. The ginger one, I don't mind that much. Though. If it was the the other the, one, the not like head one. Yeah, not horse face. Yeah. Um, oh, what's her name? Kristen Davis. Or yeah, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's 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 hot. Yeah. But I don't understand. The main character is Sarah Jessica Parker. She writes she's about the one it, that, but you don't actually see her do anything. She's the one that, yeah, that was in her contract, no nudity. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm, I'm glad it stayed that way, to be honest, because yeah. I, I think if anyone I saw that, they'd burn <laughs> themselves. No, no, like in, like how, uh, Meg. Matthew Broderick, you have our pities. Yes. Ferris Bueller. He should have just stuck with Nathan Lane. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a more attractive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no no inclination whatsoever to watch either of those films. If they do a third one, um, mm. I, I I think the only reason number two did so well at the cinema was because the football was on. Probably. All these women going, ah, nothing, nothing to do, nothing to do. Terrible. Though. I mm. mean, that I read a review saying that um, it's too how long. bad the films were. The e- Is it like two and a half hours long? I mean, I I barely go to see any film that's more than two hours. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 um, just I, long, bloated, and um, a bit like their careers. Yeah. One reviewer said he used to like the TV series, but given how bad the films were, is he's it reflecting it, badly on? It can't, he can't ever watch the TV series again. And then Ebert said, and I like Ebert because he he hates the MPAA. It's a va- it's been rated R. He says, but I'm, he says I'm pretty sure that there's this one sec- there's a sex scene with Kim Cattrall, obviously. I'm pretty sure that completely maxes out what any like the thrust rating for any R movie I've ever seen. <laughs> he said all this in his robotic voice. They've made his robot voice sound like him at least. It's not like you know. Not, not I like am Stephen Hawking. Even but then again, Stephen Hawking has sort of got that as his voice yeah, now, hasn't he? So it's, it's, awesome. it's irrelevant anyway. I saw a picture of Roger Ebert again the other day, and I just went. <laughs> <laughs> I seen it. I'm going to Google him now. Leave, leave him alone, the poor man. It's not his fault. Calm down. I want to see him. <laughs> I'm going to find him. Carry on. Please, I'm, I'm not. I, I have a kind soul. Or he might have a melted face, but <laughs> it's not. It's not his fault, and I don't ever he's, want to he's make fun of him. He's probably a nice enough chap, but I've seen pictures of him recently. I mean, I know it's not his fault. Yeah. But it looks like that now, but at the same time, it's not. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Dear Jovis, what happened there? 
And you have a big fat black wife, and for that, that's, that's I salute you. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah, he has to wear turtlenecks now, I think, because... Uh, Keeps his jaw in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Poor man. Um, yeah. Is that him? Is that recent? That would be relatively recent, yeah. yeah. He's got thinner since then. Oh, right. Has he got cancer or something? Yeah, he had uh, like thyroid cancer. Oh, that sucks. sucks. But at the same time, he does look like he's melted. That's probably hiding the scars as well. next section of the show is cinema releases and we've all watched one film at cinema recently and that is Toy Story 3. You haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you, you need to go and see it. Now, uh, I, I can actually say I saw it at the IMAX. And, yeah, uh, I want to go see it at the IMAX. I, uh, I sat down and went, it's so big! <laughs> uh, even sitting in the middle at the back and it was too much for me to take yeah. in. And it was like... I'm quite glad I went to see it in they 3D. Reckon, um, and at a sensible size screen. They reckon put, put the um, put the seats further back. IMAX, That's what they yeah. <laughs> But um, they IMAX reckon, Birmingham. I don't know about anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. They reckon uh, what is it? Uh, Chris Nolan's third and final Batman. They reckon that they're going to film the entire movie in IMAX. <sighs> that that was mental for the uh, for Dark Knight. To be honest, because the the scene the swooping scenes were IMAX, weren't they? Yeah. And it all. But I'm glad that he's doing that and not going 3D. He's always said yeah. 3D's just crap. IMAX is nice. I like Christopher Nolan. Yes. yes. He's got his head screwed on the right way and he's English. Yes, which also helps. And he's also very good. And his yes. brother does, writes good scripts, he does. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, Toy Story 3, uh, the, the basic plot is um, Woody and Buzz and the remaining toys, because there's only about half a dozen of them, roughly. Yeah. Less than ten, anyway. Um, Andy has grown up. He's about to go to college. And, um, I find that a bit weird because in America, don't they go to school till they're eighteen? But he's seventeen and he's going to college. Uh, hey ho. Yeah. Uh, so Andy's he's about to go to, to college. a good college or not? <laughs> no, he's yeah. going to a special college for boys. <laughs> yeah. Andy. He's <laughs> been too long playing with toys all his life. Haven't yeah. He? Played with them too long. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, he's about to get to college, he's got to pack all this stuff away, and uh, he's uh, there's a nice cameo from the dog as well. Oh, Buster, yeah, yeah. And, and the bin man. Uh, it's Sid. It's Sid, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I didn't notice that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't find cool. that until I read it in yeah. the trivia bit on IMDb. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> but there's, here's another piece of trivia that I'm trying to bring up right now. I'll oh, keep talking about the yeah. plot and um, they, uh, Andy's about to put all of the toys except for Woody in the loft. He's going to take Woody to college he's with him. He's going to take Woody to college with him. And then his mum, because he puts them all in a black bag, his mum thinks because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a teenager. Teenagers oh, yeah. go, oh, whatever, mum. <laughs> and uh, he puts them all in a black bag. His mum thinks they're rubbish and she puts them out on the, uh, on the side to go in the bin. And the bin men come along and before Woody can save them, the, the bin, the bags get crushed and everything and he goes oh and it turns out they're actually in the, the in garage the uh, in, in, the, in, in a box and they scuttle into the garage and they think Andy's about to obviously throw them away yeah. so they decide to go to the as ever it's the Toy Story um, misconception between yeah. the toys as <coughs> to what they think is really going on and they, 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 they go to the daycare centre and uh, they think it's all happy and pleasant but there. the daycare centre is scary bad. baby it's actually scary scary, scary baby. baby scary yeah. baby yeah and it, it all goes. It all goes. He's got a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes. The Great Escape. Ken is just genius in it. He's yeah. not one of the best characters in it. They don't understand clothes, Barbie. <laughs> uh, 
And I, I liked the fact that there was actual music in it this time. Yeah. The only other film that's done that that Pixar done is Warney. Mm. Ken, you're just an accessory. No. Oh, there's a okay. If you if you can watch it, there's a nice little thing on Apple trailers. Uh, Grooving with Ken. It's like a, an interview with yeah. Ken. He's got like the, the microphone, but because he's a Ken doll, it's not that big. <laughs> and so, uh, what's it feel like to be a toy that's uh, essentially just a loved-up Barbie accessory? He goes, what, what do you talk about, man? He goes, well, doesn't it annoy you that your name is ten times smaller than Barbie's on your own box? He goes, this interview is over. Takes it and takes off. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ken was... Uh, the one thing I really like about the Toy Story films in particular is that they, they introduce new characters, but at the same time it doesn't feel bloated. No, right? yeah, exactly. That was yeah. They, they, they fit the story, and it all sort of ties in quite nicely. I mean, there's uh, the girls' new toys with the, the classic... I like, I like the hedgehog. That wasn't the, the <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Yeah, Timothy Dalton, yeah. the classically trained. Was it? Mr. Fickle yeah. Pants, yeah. Mr. Fickle <laughs> Pants, yeah. Uh, Christian Shaw. Are you classically trained? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish Christian Shaw was in it more, because she's just a genius. Juliet, are you there, my Juliet? Romeo, oh, <laughs> wherefore art thou, Romeo? Send your buzz. <coughs> Possibly the best thing in that whole film. Yeah, yeah the, the cowboy. <laughs> and I did like Bonnie a lot because I think they <coughs> picked up all the nice little nuances of a little girl. Yeah. Really well. My cowboy! There's a snake in my boots. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm just quoting the film now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 prison setting of daycare, quite like that. I, I yeah. found it quite funny as well that, that uh, Woody managed to escape really quite easily at the very start, and then he has to break back in yeah. to, to break out. And the monkey as well with the cameras. I think it was because he escaped it when it was day. Yeah, that probably helped. But uh, before the the big reveal on um, uh, the monkey. No, not the monkey. The the bear. Lotso. Lotso. Yeah. Lotso, yeah. He was. Um, he I got it wrong. It doesn't say it's the Toy Story misconception again. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets these different stories past muddled up. Yeah. But we don't want to spoil it too much. And she was. Um, yeah. Don't want to spoil it too much. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. But I. Um, the um, Lotso. I initially thought it was Kelsey Grammer. It sounded like. It, but it's not. It's it's just some <coughs> chap who sounds a bit like Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Speaking of sounding like Slinky Dog. Yeah, Slinky Dog. Good Jim voice. Good, Apparently good, the good guy. Replacement. Yeah, the, the guy who replaced Jim. It is Jim Barney. Jim Barney yeah. The guy who replaced him was actually friends with him. So yeah. That's yeah, good. He did uh, quite a good uh, rendition of a Slinky Dog. Yeah, yeah. It's the same voice for Andy as well, even yeah. though he's an older method, older. And I think uh, even Sid in his little cameo was the same person. It was. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <coughs> uh, and it all, to me, uh, I quite like the Great Escape style a bit as well at the end, and that all sort of came yeah. together quite nicely. And, and Jess's story as well, the, the, the cowgirl. Uh, with you know her abandonment issues and all mm -hmm. that, that sort of re reflected back on Toy Story 2 um, and it all did go a little bit Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith three words end. Deus Ex Machima yeah the claw <laughs> um, <clears throat> I actually thought they'd uh, they killed them off there's, there's yeah yeah me yeah. oh that's that's quite dark but even then, it was as if it was just a pass away thing. Yeah. Like, Let's carry on. So, <laughs> boom. Yeah, on with the story. <laughs> Do we panic? Not yet, maybe. Um, <coughs> but I, I think it all sort of came together quite nicely, and the um, whilst the ending did seem to be leaning towards a, quite a dark sort of thing, and then, as you say, Deus Ex Machina came in. Uh, 
and uh, they, they were saved and it all rounded off nicely, a nice emotional ending and um, rather than having the toys mothballed. They're given a new lease of life. Yes, which uh, is what they all wanted because they're, they're the whole purpose. film for those of people who don't know. So I think the people who are going to be listening to this will probably already see yeah. it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's, then it's I'm a sorry. satisfying climb. But even then, take hankies when you go watch it. Yeah, I never. Not because of being pervy or anything. It's just you, you probably quite. Although they should really cut back on I the phrase. I want to get played with. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and there was a creepy scene with Andy having Woody round his shoulders, pretending to be a horse. That really did think, well, <laughs> this is odd. Yeah. <laughs> but this being Pixar, I don't think they'd have. I really like the um the western at the beginning, the play scene. That's very I thought good. That the, was the, the robo hog. Yeah, but it's like, like the, it even it played on play scenes that you see in the beginning of Toy Story and in Toy Story Two as well. Mm. Like, and it, here's the piece of trivia I just want to find: there were one million four hundred eighty-four thousand four hundred thirty-seven monkeys when he dropped the bell. That is fantastic. I I, I um love the how the animation has come along as well. Yeah, yeah. It all looked a lot more. Real, I suppose. Yeah, especially with the uh, with Buster as well, because his animation yeah. in particular. Yeah, he looked quite good in in Toy Story Two, but he looked phenomenal what, even if he uh, was a lot older in Toy Story Three. Watch the first one, and there's a close up of uh, Sid's dog when he's asleep, and the fur is literally just a rendering. It's just it, it's not. Well, I say rendering. It is literally hey. as if it's. It looks like. Um, someone's got clay and scraped the hairs onto <laughs> it and then you look at Buster in the second one he's got hair and, and the third one he's got fur well bearing in mind that they, they sort of got the hair spot on with Munster's Inc yeah, so yeah. I think from that point on that's sort of the area I mean I'm quite looking forward to watching that on Blu-ray I've got Monsters Inc on Blu-ray mm, I'm, I'm going to rent it there's Monsters Inc 2 by the way coming out yeah. what's this sudden urge of Pixar and their sequels because they can actually make good Pixar good sequels they, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I agree with them I think a sequel should only be made if they can actually get a good story out of Mark it Mark Kermode who I don't usually agree with him has said that he thinks per- Toy Story is the only perfect trilogy he could pick up mm. and I kind of have to agree that I, I can't I call them mm. the slightest I can't although saying that I, I did catch a glimpse of Toy Story 1 on Blu-ray in H- uh, H- HMV yeah, I've got I got both of them for you can get one and two individually you can get one and two for twenty quid in a t- individually pack. in the two for twenty five or the two for t- uh, two in a pack for twenty quid in Tesco yeah. or twenty three pound at HMV. Uh, but um, I I caught a glimpse of the first one in HD and I was surprised at how well it's transferred for a fifteen year old CG mm. film. It's yeah. like, like I'd like them to um, re-render them. It would be nice if they could do that. Yeah. So like what they've done with God of War one and two on the PS3 because they've re-released them in HD. Have they? Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't look that doesn't look as good. It looks better than it's better than the original. Yeah, lot, but it could have been so much better. It's true. But uh, but hey ho. But, but yeah, Toy Story, Toy Story three. three, fantastic film. Recommend I highly it. recommend it. And uh, the the Rotten Tomato score of ninety nine percent. Yeah, is uh, just fully warranted. I still think the second one's probably the best though. Although actually, I don't know. I think the third one. It is just fantastic. The third one plays nicely on the the whole thing of growing up. Yeah, I think it, as an adult, you would 
kids will laugh at it. Yeah. But when you're an adult, I think it's. It, I think they made it for the adults, really. I think. Them, I, I, said, I, I think in a way it. they made it for people that grew up with the first. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the people that watched the first one when it first came out, you know, when they were quite young, they're obviously fifteen years older now. So I think from from that perspective, it's you mean uh, we're fifteen years? Old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're old. <laughs> we were what eleven at, 11 the, time? at the time. Was yeah. Five. You child. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, Toy Story three. I think they they have actually taken into consideration that there will be people watching the film who have grown up with mm. subsequent. Well, editions. I think Pixar do that anyway. Yeah. No matter what films yeah. they make, adults. No, I, I think obviously their their first interest is going to be for the kids watching it. But at the same time, they're also going to, especially with the sequels, they're going to take into account the fact that people have watched the the original, and you know they've moved on with it. And mm. Unlike Shark Tale, where uh, it is a complete kids film. But they've added little adult jokes in it for the adults to try and make them laugh. But they just tacked in there and don't need to be in there. It's a kids' film. Don't put Godfather references in it and stuff like that. It's just being stupid. I, I think Pixar find the right balance yeah. between. Someone said that they should make a, a filmmaking course. They should do a filmmaking That'd course and teach people how to write good stories because they would be able to do that and they'd make loads more. <laughs> This is uh, the recent DVD release of Sherlock Holmes by the Asylum. Oh, oh okay. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you went like the Robert not, Downey not, Jr. Not one. Not the Downey Jr. one. Not to um, be confused. Which was actually very good, but uh, we won't talk about that one because that came out ages ago on, on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. But uh, Sherlock Holmes, the uh, the Asylum version, has been out recently. It's eight ninety nine on play. Jesus Christ, for an Asylum film. Yeah, it's and it's four, four, quid four quid in, in, in uh, Morrison's. Uh, it's also cheap in a certain retailer, so it's well known. With with a pink and black logo. Yes. Yes. And a little dog. I've already said the name. His master's voice. Uh, I yeah. want to get the poster at work actually, because if we got one of that, what makes a slinkity sound? It's got a slinky dog next to the gramophone. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I know so it would have been thrown away now. Oh, good one. Denied. Uh, <coughs> all I know about it is it's got. Uh, Ianto from uh, Torchwood. He looks exactly like Terry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our, our friend Terry, not not a not generic Terry. Yeah. Um, Basically, no carry on. Sherlock Holmes. Um, yeah, the, the trailer makes it look like a rip roaring adventure. It's really with dragons not. and stuff. Um, to begin with, this ship is attacked by a a giant squid, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a survivor because there's always a survivor. So far, so like. Mega Shark, yeah, giant of course. Um, yeah, it's obviously a very low quality. Um, there's a lot of so they get chased by this these dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they get chased around this forest, and they spend ages running around this pissing forest for no reason. Is uh, is Ianto from uh, from Torchwood Welsh? No, is he is he in English? He's put on sort of like an English accent, and it transpires that they find this stuff on the floor, which is actually copper. And they trace it somehow. I can't remember the exactness of the, the plot. They trace it to this copper factory, um, and the guy who owns the copper factory says that some dude has ordered five hundred tons of this stuff. Although, what's he going to do with the copper? He's going to make a giant bath. No, you, you'd be wrong. <laughs> um, 
he he's about to get his record to get eaten by a, a giant Thing. dinosaur okay. made out of copper, which is so badly animated in CG, it's untrue. Um, and, then, and then the, the copper, copper dinosaur a copper dinosaur and then this copper factory explodes I can't yeah. remember quite why you <laughs> <laughs> probably just gave up yeah. you lost interest um, oh I'm going to explode but then it transpires this is a major spoiler coming up that the person, I don't think it really matters okay that the person who is making all these robots it's not Moriarty is it no it's Sherlock Holmes's brother oh um, who left him who he was crippled and he turned himself into Iron Man he wears this fucking iron suit <laughs> and he walks around like a fucking robot and it's like this is the shittest story <laughs> ever worse than a nouveau ball worse worse than a nouveau oh. ball um, oh dear and he's made and Sherlock Holmes' brother I can't remember his name he's played by M. He's, um, you can tell he's a bad man because he's got a moustache yeah. um, he, he, I don't know <laughs> But he, he makes this woman who Yanto falls in love with, but it, right. she's actually a robot as well. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, they, but they try can't feel see, and then he This is the asylum plumbing the yeah, depths. But Why couldn't they do uh, just a traditional you, Sherlock Holmes story? Yeah, but they fight. And then um, uh, Sherlock Holmes' brother goes mental and flies off to London in this dragon that he's built. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, this, this sounds and like He's like setting fire to this to stuff. This but is a classic Holmes. case of a five-year-old writing the script yeah. again, isn't it? It's and then like, Sherlock and Holmes then gets this giant dragon, and then he becomes Iron Man, and <laughs> then they have a bit of a fight, and he dies. I yeah, like dragon. At the end, and um, Sherlock Holmes attacks him in this weather balloon or hot air balloon, which has got propellers and flies really quickly. A bit like a Zeppelin type thing. Not quite that big. It's no, I'm, I'm not saying, but oh, that, yeah, that but sort it's, of yeah, it's controlled yeah. by pr- rotational propeller. And it, yeah. it is so. Bad as you can probably tell yeah. by incessant ranting. Um, I, do we end, need a rant of the week this week? To be nah, honest, I think we've merged. I don't think Ben, although Ben still is a good rant. I don't we'll think save it, that I one. Don't I think, yeah, yeah, but it's if you really have been lured in by Sherlock Holmes being dead cheap, you've been duped into don't buying buy the it wrong. Play. You've been buying the wrong version of the film because mm. this one is. Well, that's the whole point. That's what I saw. They get five-year-olds to write the scripts. They they mishmosh about five or six different films together yeah so sort of bill it as like an original it makes title. doctor who look brilliant some of the the, the, the CG. russell t davis yeah. stuff man this was it's so utterly uh, it just didn't make Awful. any sense i mean there's a whole scene where he's trying to blow up the parliament and he uses this robotic woman to do it but then ianto saves her and disarms the bomb which kills her I, I'm never watching that. No, is Yanto Watson? Yeah. Oh. He's got a moustache. But don't watch Sherlock Holmes yeah. in the asylum. It is piss poor. Right, the uh, the next section of the show is Guilty Pleasures, which is um, a slightly new feature, and it's Underworld, or the Underworld Trilogy. I haven't seen it. Uh, I've only seen the first one. I've <laughs> seen all three of them. So I, I quite enjoyed the first one. The it first was, one was good. It, was, it had um, Sophia Miles in it. It was um, uh, a gory. If you, if you think these days, well, like, vampires are all sort of quite sexualized and uh, yeah, it's all a bit PG thirteen uh, rated or below, as the case may be. Yeah. Um, Underworld sort of came in just before this big influx of vampire films. I, I think it came out around the time where like the fantasy genre was sort of on the way back up. Cause, like yeah. we had like. 
Underworld, Van Helsing, uh, Resident Evil, you know, that's sort of started from Alien vs. Predator. Mm -hmm. They're all sort of starting to come out around the same time, and I think um, Underworld was, well, I, I, it was quite a good film. It had a nice colour palette to it. Bill Nye is in it. Bill Nye is in it, yes. All this ruckus. Michael Sheen's in it as well, which yes. is also good. And Kate Beckinsale in the tightest leather you can possibly imagine. And that's probably why she married the director. Yeah, what a bad ending is. Yeah, uh, it was probably his idea. Probably. Like, um, I'd get a piece of her. Wear this tight leather. You are right. action. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it sort of comes in uh, rather than the, uh, the stylings of the the other films like Van Helsing and Amy vs Predator and all that, which are aimed at sort of more general cinema going audience thing yeah. you know just leave your brain at the door sort of thing well I think you have to leave your brain at the door for this one but you know yeah but it, it does it, it tries to, it, I think it sort of plays on the, the style of Blade yeah or the Blade trilogy uh, in that it's sort of like quite quite violent quite bloody especially um, the second one some dark some, some dude gets mashed by a helicopter dark <laughs> he gets chopped up in the road blades it's pretty funky mm. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think it. Obviously, I'm only basing this on the first one, but um, I, I think it's sort of plays towards the more adult end of the, the oh, vampire yeah. spectrum. <coughs> the second one, there's lots of um, people's jaws being ripped off, and as I said, some dude gets mashed up in a helicopter. Mm. Richard O'Brien's in it. Nice. <laughs> no, he's not. But there's a character who looks exactly oh. like him. <laughs> he got my hopes up there. I thought, right, I'm going to go out and buy the box set now. <laughs> He looks exactly like him. Just some bold dude. Any like film with Richard O'Brien is worth having. Yeah. Apart from Dungeons and Dragons. But, uh, ironically, I do have that. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you, as you say, if you're looking for an adult thing, go for it. It's Kate Beckinsale. She's super sexy. Um, and yes, I have. Um, Seen them. Yeah. And the third one isn't quite as good. It, it's it, sort of a prequel, isn't it? Yeah, it's set before. It tells you the story of Lucian, who was in the, the first one. That, that's a bit like the Tremors series, because they did Tremors 1, 2, and 3, and then number 4 was a prequel. Yeah. Number 3 what is alright. It's very dark. It's got the most ludicrous sex scene in the world in it. Are they up in the air somehow? No. Floating? No, it's not... Um, On a bed of skulls. It's not Dracula 2000 or whatever. Oh, right. Um, no, they go to this the top of this. So it's her and him and Ronan Mitra, who was the first right. Tomb Lara Croft yes. model when Tomb Raider one came. She out. was in Hollow Man and yeah, she uh, got the in Hollow Man. Stargate Universe as a bad oh, guy. Oh, I was I was kind of looking for. I was like, yeah, she she and is Doomsday. The, she is the kind of bird who would almost willingly flaunt her boobs, um, but she didn't get them out. And she had sex with Michael Sheen. In fact, honest, yeah. sex. And um, she had to film. Loves. Yeah, she had to film sex. At least he didn't make love to her uh, belly button. Pelvis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he sort of, she's on top of him and he's doing it. And then he goes, leans back and it, you, the reveal is they're on top of this huge cliff and he's <laughs> leaning over the edge of this cliff. Going, they're uh, vampires, they'll float. No, he's a, boy, he's a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. He'll land on his feet then. But he was, he was given birth, he was a human baby who could turn into a werewolf. Right. But <laughs> Um, he was given birth to by a werewolf, so this werewolf must have been shagged by his... I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> That's very confusing. Yeah. That, I think, <laughs> defines the essence of a guilty pleasure, to be quite honest. Yeah. It doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't quite make like sense. It. And then Kate Beckinsale's in it at the end, but it's stock footage of the beginning of the first Underworld film. 
And they're making a fourth one apparently. Ah. But it's rumoured to be. Franchise! Kate Beckinsale in tight leather. Yeah. For the win. But if she wasn't really And Rona Mitra actually, she's kind of fit. For an old English lady. Older. Actually, I think she's actually slightly younger than Kate Beckinsale these days. You know what I mean? What's happened to vampire films these days? No. I mean, they're they're Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, I mean, you've got <laughs> Interview with a Vampire, which is really good and like strictly adults only. And well, then I think vampires are the, the in thing at the moment as well. So they'd, they'd be they? stupid not to do another Underworld film while they're still in Vogue, yeah. to be honest, because then they'll, they'll make a bit more money. But they better yeah. not make it all emo. Oh, they won't. No, no, no. no. This is, underworld has always been about the blood. Yeah. And it's a bit like. I can say that about Blade 1 and 2, but then Blade 3 sort of went Blade down the silly route. Silly. I, 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 I quite three. enjoyed Blade 3, surprisingly. I, I quite liked uh, Ryan Reynolds. Dracula. The, the one thing okay. I, <laughs> I, I'm, on a separate note, on a guilty pleasure, Blade Trinity is my guilty pleasure, just because of that whole scene where Dracula's walking down the street in slow-mo, <laughs> and it takes him about a week to get from one end of the street to the other, and shit like you. That is silly. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Ace, that guy from Prison Break. Uh, he plays the uh, uh, Lincoln, Dominic Purcell. Was it really? He's him? the bull, bull trap, yeah. He's, he's the, the thug guy from Prison Break. But um, yeah, he's Dracula in that. And yeah, yeah I, compared to the first two films, it didn't really make much sense because they, they then, toned then, it down, didn't they? Gore yeah, wise. Yeah, they, they made it more. You know, and they didn't get Chris Christopherson back. Well, they, they got him back. Because didn't he sort of wasn't he bitten at the? I think he was he bitten. Didn't he die at the end of the, the first one? He was died one? sort of halfway through the first one. Yeah, and they brought him back in the second one. Yeah, and then they he was a vampire. He was one. a vampire in the second yeah. one, wasn't he? So well, no, what? Or vampified or whatever. He was vampified and then they cured him. Yeah, and then he just blew up in the third one. <laughs> so um, and then he got very old very quickly. I didn't realise he was nearly eighty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but slightly off topic. Uh, do you have any guilty pleasures that you want to? Film wise, uh, I think one of them's The Animal with Bob Schneider. Bob Schneider is <laughs> The Animal. I haven't seen that. It looked like a very funny film. It, no, it's just it's kind of funny, but it's one Rob of those I, I can never, stupid funny films. Yeah. I can never see Rob Schneider as a leading man. I always see him as the sidekick, sort of like Fifty First Dates style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I never willingly go and see a Rob Schneider film where he's the top billing. But I will. I. Juice Bigelow was quite good. Yeah, that ain't bad. I liked uh, this is the thirteenth-century crossbow. If you don't do this again, if you do this again, I'm gonna shut up your ass. It's like okay, you'd expect him to shoot him, wouldn't you? You (laughs) But um, yeah, I uh, never really saw him as a leading man. There's this scene where because he's got loads of animal organs and he has, he's every now and again he gets animal instincts. He's there and this really, really insanely fit woman walks down the street and drops her keys and bends over and so you see the yeah it's really nice but then he he's starts to become gets his animal instincts and he actually has sex with a mailbox he's going just <laughs> 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 literally just humping the shit out of his mailbox like proper thrusting at it which is quite funny and cut Rob, how are your balls? Ah. Rob, stop. <laughs> Rob, please. Please stop. That male but No, no. No, okay. You see, you've ruined your pants now. <laughs> Wardrobe. Pick <laughs> it up on level four. Uh, the uh, next section of the show, uh, cool classic, Escape from New York. Dum, dum. I um, it. The, the, um, I think it 
think it. I've seen, I've seen it one and a half times. <laughs> it's. Uh, it was on ITV recently. Yeah, as well. yeah. I saw about half of it. Yeah. Then. It's one of those films that uh, you can sort of dip in and out of, and you've, yeah. you've already got the rest of the film already backed up in your head, so you don't really need to watch it from the start. But I, I think it's possibly one of John Carpenter's uh, top films. I mean, I, I think in the eighties, I don't think he did anything wrong. It's sort of as soon as he got out of that decade, that it all started going a bit pear shaped. Like Ghosts of Mars or Mission to Mars or whatever it was he did, and Escape from LA and uh, whatever else he's done since. But The Thing and Escape from New York. Precinct 13. Halloween. Halloween. Uh, I think Halloween was 79, though. But uh, anything pre 1989, I think. And um, Big Trouble in Little China as well. His other Kurt Russell film. He loves Uh, Kurt Russell, did he? Yeah. But uh, I think Escape from LA is the only collaboration between those two that I haven't actually got on DVD. Yeah. Got the rest of them. Uh, but yes, uh, Escape from New York, obviously, uh, it's not mainstream popular, but they've got the classic John Carpenter soundtrack. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. I like it. I like the premise of it, though, because. Uh, yeah, they turn New York into. But uh, although it's a prison. It's Manhattan, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they, t- they, turn, they turn Manhattan into a prison. And although it's a prison, it's just all it is is there's just a wall around it, and that's it. The prison inside is just like no lights or anything in normal New York. It's just like, n- it although they're yeah, although they're all criminals and stuff. Uh, they have a society. They have their they they because there's nothing else apart from the wall. It's just like they have their own little communities and whatnot. And, and I reckon that's really good. I think that's mm. a good idea. Isaac Hayes as well was the bad <laughs> yeah. has like what three lines? Yeah, if that isn't there. A, I'm going to make love. I was going to say, to isn't there a it when they're in a boxing rink or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kurt Russell is about to um, snake. <laughs> he's about to sort of get beaten up by this big guy and he just puts a, a mace in his head. Yeah. A spiky mace and kills him and everyone just shuts up. And I, I like the hobo in it as well. The, the, the hobo? The one that, that, that drives a taxi. No, the one that. Uh, the Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. The one they think has. Is the president because they follow the follow the the I'll follow thing the tracker, it's yeah. just that Trump that's got it on it. He's yeah. funny. <laughs> you only see him in it for about a minute, but he's funny. Yeah. It's a very um, very eighties film as well. I, mean, I quite like Donald Pleasance as the president. I mean, where's he supposed to be from? It's like you don't make sense. You, you haven't got an American accent. You haven't got any particular accent. You're supposed to be the president of the USA. What? I like how um and Lee Van Cleef as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, the bloom. I like how spaghetti western. Even in like they tried to make it look really good, but they didn't have much money. That whole scene when he's in the glider and you see like what's supposedly a CG outline of Manhattan buildings and all that. They didn't have enough money to do that back then because even something like that basic 3D thing in computers would have cost so much money to make. So they made a model of Manhattan and then painted the edges with like fluorescent paint. And then like put a black light on it so they all glowed green and sort of nice. Put a camera around it. I like that. Filmmaking one oh one. You haven't got the money. Cheat. <laughs> Not cheat, it's improvised. Well, yeah, same same sort of thing though. You you sort of getting the same effect yeah, yeah. from you know, you spend five quid and uh, you get the same effect as spending two hundred dollars on a on a computer simulation. But uh, I think the um the actual plot of the film's quite good as well because obviously yeah, they implant the um bomb thing in Snake and he's got 24 hours to get the president out yeah. although I think it's there. a bit lame how he goes oh we're just going to give you this routine thing 
and then about a minute later what we actually put in you was a bomb it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like a snake you idiot <laughs> but uh, I quite like the, uh, the the world they they sort of create in the film as well so yes. like, you get a nice impression of how the world is outside of the film mm-hmm. and it uh, it's sort of dystopia again yeah. you get a glimpse of I mean you've got the border around it you get a glimpse of what the supposed future is supposed to be like with all nice modern architecture and stuff and then you go into New York well, well there's, a, there's, Manhattan there's a text intro as well yeah. that sort of explains yeah. like how the world goes I mean Escape from LA goes even more uh, into the depths of uh, insanity because Snake actually sets up he doesn't set up an e-bomb or something that wipes out all electrical signals on the planet and everyone has to go back to the stone age that's the end of Escape yeah. from LA presses, um, a button, uh, it's, it's basically the same as Escape from New York it's essentially the same plot but um, I, I find it a more of a good film yes right the, the next section of the show is the main feature and this is TV to film adaptations uh, good, bad, indifferent the first Mission Impossible I thought was actually quite good. Like it's a little um, confusing. Yeah. It's uh, very uh, very much in the same style as the, the TV series, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then they sort of went off on one with two and three and turned it more into sort of a James Bond type affair with like, actions, and especially with John Woo at the, uh, the helm. Here's a guilty pleasure for you as well that falls into the same category as and that's Charlie's Angel. Yes. And uh, obviously the, the most prominent recent adaptation is the A-Team. Which I haven't seen. Mm. I, don't, I don't really have much... I don't really want to see it, though, to be honest. Uh, as long as nobody dies in this film, then it'll be true to the original. Yeah, I, think I don't think that's going to happen, though. It doesn't matter what they do, as long as there aren't any deaths. Then, um, the one reason why my friend said he didn't want to see it because he, uh, Quentin Jackson looks nothing like Mr. T. I thought that's not really a very good reason to well, go see it because Liam none, of, none really of them look, look like, like any of the other people. Like like I, um, no, apparently, Dwight Schultz and uh, Dirk Benedict have cameos cool. in it, so that's good. And they, they did speak to Mr. T about being in it, but they couldn't think of a good way of him being in it, so uh, that's why he's not well, in it. Big enough, my references. Yeah, so they I probably, think they probably didn't have a big enough magnet to attract <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> come on, T, come on. <laughs> Big enough yeah, or, or enough <laughs> Snickers bars. If you want Snicker, Snicker. I've always said this. Would it be worth getting? Would it be worth having the shit ripped out of you by Mr. T simply because you'd get loads of free Snickers bars out of mm. it? Yeah, I think so. I'd be up for that. I wouldn't care. He's like, you just got ripped by Mr. T. He goes, yeah, we've got about twenty Snickers here. All he did was throw a Snickers bar at me. I mean, I yeah. think I can take that punishment. Threw <laughs> <laughs> one at my mate once. Uh, gave him a black eye. Boof! <laughs> 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 Gave him a back eye. <laughs> was just there, sort of pulsating. Just you did this to me. Why are you talking like that? Because I can. Because I can. But uh, I, I think for the most part, adaptations from TV to film, they, they do tend to work quite well. But uh, is that Mr. T in your iPhone? But. Adaptation from TV to film, they, they sort of condense the essence of the TV series, and obviously it can be a bit hit and miss as to how they go about it. And I can understand why fans of the TV show sort of go up in arms over the fact they've adapted these things for the screen, but at the same time, it's the same difference between reading a book and then 
watching the film. And then watching the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. It pisses me off all the people hating on the hate Harry Potter film, saying they missed out. They said they missed out parts <laughs> of the book and whatnot. Well, of course, but this miss is out the, parts this the book. They can't the f- do a literal yeah. adaptation of everything. As and long even, got the but of even the films are supposed to be a different interpretation of it. Mm. Not li- if it goes too literal, then it would be pretty shit. Actually, to be honest. It's a bit like oh, at the same time though. I mean, you got Fight Club as a book to a film, and the film actually works. It's a bit better, better than, than the, the book, book, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's slightly off topic. But at the same time, I think um, generally speaking, TV to film, as long as they've got the essence of the original series. What about the Star Trek films? Oh, uh, the, again, the same principle. They've got the essence of the, st- of the series. I, admittedly, with I didn't like the first Star Trek. With, film, with Star Trek, too the, long. And yeah, boring. the they oh, had, they had God. They had yeah. too much of the essence. Star Trek One, I'll, I'll only watch if I'm really in the mood for it. But uh, I always oh, technically maybe. start with Star Trek Two and move on from there, really. But the the first Star Trek film, they they took too much of the essence of the original series. And mm-hmm. um, the, the problem with Star Trek, the motion picture as well, was they stole a plot because they were going to bring Star Trek the TV series back right. in about seventy seven seventy eight, uh, and that all fell through. And instead of doing that, they stole a plot from the, t- the plot proposed TV series and extended it into a feature length and released it as a film instead. So that's, that's, that's yeah. the problem with I'll that. I'll tell you one film that works as an adaptation from TV, and that's the South Park film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that's, quality. that's essentially the same sort of but same thing, though, isn't it? But I wish they'd do another one, to be quite honest. Well, they did Team America, didn't they? That yeah, I mean, another South Park. Yeah, yeah they could do it. It's been a, a long time. Well, they did. The, uh, Imagination Land was. Supposedly the next film, yeah, the three parts. They, that as a Have you, uh, well, they did actually release it as a, a separate, a, a separate thing, standalone, yeah, all in one job. Have any of you seen the Brady Bunch movie? No. Yes. But so see, I thought that the way that they handled that was just pure genius. Even though the film might have not been very good, they it's like the Brady Bunch is typical nineteen sixties whatnot and all cheesy American value products. And it's set in, it's set in the nineties, yeah, where. <laughs> The family is still like they were in the 60s. Even when you see the scenes in the house, it's st- got the grading, the colour grading that you'd get in it, typical like still camera setup and stuff. But then when they go outside the house, it's been movified. It, it, it's really good, actually. I think that they've done it. Might, really be, well. yeah, might be worth me adding that to my love film list. Yeah, try it out. I mean, it's a good, at least it's a good twist of doing things like that. I think it's because they just thought, let's do a Brady Bunch movie where we actually rip the shit out of the actual TV series. Mm. I mean, they, they've done that on a similar way. I mean, did MASH go the other way? Did that start as like a... That was a film and then it became a TV series. Yeah. So it does work both ways as well. Mm. I mean, the, um, Stargate, Stargate yeah. as well. That's the, the big example. Stargate started off as a movie and then from that they've spun out 10 years of Stargate SG-1, five years of Stargate Atlantis. We've had one season of a third spin-off and they did an animated... Stargate as well, which lasted for one season. Um, so it does work both ways. I mean, I, I quite like Stargate because uh, the film on its own, stand standalone film, very good. Uh, I think the original idea for that again is that they were planning to expand on that and do a sequel and follow it up, and then that sort of fell through and they did the TV series instead. What would you yeah. say about um, you got the Tim Burton Batman's and then you got.
got the animated series that Warner Brothers did. I'd say that they kind of link in together. They, so they did that for Danny Elfman's side, but they were Warner Brothers and they were actually quite dark. They, I, well, they're not related to each other. They are two distinct universes. Yeah, but, but they do kind of, I would say they, that they I think each other. the films were there and they thought, well, let's make this as a TV series afterwards. Thinking. I don't, I, it didn't really come from that, I don't think. I mean, they used to think, I mean, ironically, there's actually been a feature on that in the, the latest SFX magazine. Yes, because right. Um, I mean, it came around. Uh, it came about round about the same time that Batman Returns was released. The su- success of Tim Burton's Batman has convinced Warner Brothers to tackle a Cape Crusader action cartoon next. Yeah. Um, and then they basically designed it. They didn't really use the the films though as uh, a starting board. They sort of went off on their own, and they actually created some characters like Harley Quinn. Um, who started off in the cartoon, but then was introduced into the comics from that point on. But the the animate, uh, Batman animated series from the early nineties just fantastic. Phenomenal. And Batman of the Future, I yeah. really what, like uh, Batman that. Beyond. Yeah, yeah. But that is also with, genius. That's also British. in the same universe. Yeah, but we're British. So well, well, I was called no, it's Batman Beyond. I know well, it's Batman of the Future, but I mean, that's they like, that they that's like Batman Beyond works as a title. And you sort of yeah, Batman of the Future sounds a bit shit. I mean, um, they did the same thing with Eureka, which is a recent sci-fi yeah, series. Yeah. It's Eureka in America, and over here it's called a town called Eureka, where they've actually sort of treated us like the American audience. Oh, that's what it and is. I've seen that at work. Like, what the fuck is this? It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's got a strange it's got a strange box or like yeah, I'm it's it's, it's inoffensive <laughs> uh, sci-fi. Uh, it's it's quite good. It's sort of quite gentle and. Me and Liz are watching at the moment. But it's I read an article on the net saying what would they, what should they do after Chris Nolan's last Batman? What should they do to the film thing? And one of them rest it. No, well, yeah, they should, but they did say make that. it dark. They should do a, an adaptation of the Dark Knight Returns or Batman of the Future. That's, that's what they were, one of them. They yeah. were saying they should do Batman Beyond. It depends what, Tim, what uh, Chris Nolan's going to do with it because he may he may end up doing like a. The, well, the, the villain's going to be the Riddler. Yeah, and uh, one of the thing, one of the people that they reckon could be the Riddler is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh right, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's very high, yeah. very high in the, the role. Although he's quite young to be a to be the I, Riddler. I, 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 I don't see know. him as a Riddler. But to be honest, no one expected Heath Ledger to do no. a good job of the of the Joker, and yeah. he did. <laughs> I I trust uh, Christopher Nolan's casting yeah. impeccably. Yeah. Apart from Katie Holmes and Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Maggie Gyllenhaal, the only reason why they killed him off because let's not make that mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> let's not hire a woman who's nice, changed to Tom, Tom. It was a nice bit of the film as well, sort of having that, that thing where he's going to, I mean, I know we're off topic here, but going off into <laughs> uh, Save Two People and yeah. obviously the Joker playing with people's heads and that's what sends Harvey over the edge and yada yada yada. Um, so all of that I quite liked. Oh, off, um, t- off tangent now. Yeah. I wonder what it'd be like if they made a, a, a movie of Peep Show. It wouldn't work. Probably wouldn't work. No, no. but it'd be it'd be odd to think. Um, TV to movies as well. Transformers. Yes. Um, depends which film you talk about. The original animated was part of the canon for the, the, the yeah, TV show. I can't 
standard uh, Michael Bay ones. But uh, the Michael Bay ones are in a universe on their own, and they, they rely too much on the, the robots. All look the same. Yeah, that's and they rely too much on the human characters. Where if you're doing the Transformers film, they do the clues in the title really. I, I mean, I know you're going to watch. You have to have human characters in there to sort of like give you some vested interest. But at the same time, mm. not mm. every film needs human characters for you to relate to. Because you can relate to robots if they have human characteristics. Then mm. you don't need human characters to to reflect that. I mean, in the Transformers comics, uh, especially in the UK ones, no humans at all. Yeah. Pretty much. No they're Sam. The, no, no, no. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm talking more of like the the 80s and 90s. Marvel comics as opposed to more what was the kid called in uh, in the original he's called Spike Spike in the Spike. cartoon yeah yeah uh, and his dad's called Sparkplug he's uh, a mechanic <laughs> but uh, with with the the new one uh, they've kept the Witwicky name that's that's a, a roll off from the cartoon yeah. but uh, at the same time forget about it <laughs> Michael Bay, if you're listening, and I highly doubt you. I mean, they're more entertaining than a, a <laughs> film, but I don't know. Yeah. I think he's got a scanner on the internet whenever someone mentions his name. Okay. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, wanker. <laughs> and the final section of the show this week is most disappointing moments in cinema, and this. Uh, is for Mr. Hatton. This is revealing what the Force actually is in Star Wars. Um, Episode one, which in itself is yeah, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars prequels in themselves, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I oh, you don't have to explain the Force. No, do you? no. But a lot of people like the fact that midi chlorians are supposedly derived from or are part of the Force. But you don't. I, the George. You are a fat, obese twat. Jabber. With no chin. With no chin. Well, he has got a chin, but they've just sort of joined into one <laughs> big sack of flab. And goo. <laughs> His <laughs> goo sack. We need his goo. Isn't that Rob Reiner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Carl. Is it Rob Reiner or Carl Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Yeah. My goo. But anyway, yeah. Actually, ironically, we've just watched the South Park episode with... Um, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas raping oh, a stormtrooper. <laughs> no, they rape Indiana Jones. They're raping Indiana Jones and they arrest them while they're raping a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. But oh yeah. god, they raped him! <laughs> anyway. You don't need, yeah, as I say, the Force is a mysterious thing. And Why not leave it at that? You don't need I know, to explain I, everything. It's here. one of those movie things that, you know, yeah, you could. Do you really need to measure how strong someone is in the Force? I mean, they've always said that Yoda's always gone like oh strongest he with the force you know in the original trilogy and you know Ben's that's that's something else I didn't quite get about the original trilogy Yoda has this big fight with uh, Palpatine oh yeah I know. and then, and then as soon as the fight's over he goes, you said the original trilogy uh, the, the prequel. prequels yeah <laughs> it, Yoda has this big fight with him and and then all of a sudden the, the fight ends Yoda goes I failed and and then he's old. Then he fogs off to, to yeah. Dagobah for a bit. Good <laughs> relations with the Wookiees I have. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to know. Yoda. <laughs> uh, but that that whole thing. I, 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 I think I, I know that, that I know they're trying to tie it up. But at the same time, you don't. I think perhaps the most disappointing moments in the movie. Perhaps not just what the Force is, just the original prequel trilogy story. Yeah. 
as a whole is yeah. just the, the where the original of prequel pre the original the prequel yeah. trilogy yeah where so. George Lucas could have gone with with that story you know there was so much scope for it and then yeah. he went with that and it's like <laughs> what are midi chlorians by the way I this is this is it they said he's got a high midi chlorian count. And then they don't actually. I, I, can't, I don't actually think they fully explain what midi chlorine. I think it's they, live, like in, they live in your blood, and they can. It's like bacteria. I think, yeah. What's it called when it with the Scientology thing? Oh shit! Probably not. Best not to say in case we get arrested. But I don't care. Like bring them on. What is it? Well, Scientologists. Aren't what's it called? Thetons. Uh, That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thetons. Sounds like photons, but. Uh, Need an EB and look, they it's came out. These aliens came over in in spaceships that looked like DC 13s or whatever. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> that's why we built them like that because yeah. it's their Im genetic memory. Yeah, I actually find Scientology <laughs> quite amusing. I, I think it's it's the equivalent. It's a fast. It's the equivalent of um, you know those adverts where they have like the the bad science in the uh, the eyelash adverts. Yeah, yeah. Volumizing yeah. And stuff. <laughs> that Scientology is a real world equivalent of the bad science from advertising. Yeah. This will volumise your eyelashes. This will um, you know, clean your teeth better than anything else. <laughs> this has six blades on it. It will shave you closer than ever before. Bad science. You don't need six blades. You need probably two. Two and work one well. And a trimmer. That's it. You don't need... I mean, you get, you my, like my, my razor blade vibrates when I push a button on it. To stimulate the hairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to flatten them down, if anything. <laughs> but yeah, um, prequel trilogy of Star Wars I don't know about most disappointing moments in cinema most disappointing moments in life generally I think. yeah yeah as you say the scope for what could have been achieved I think it was just an excuse for George Lucas to spunk his load all over the CG just go, not what I can make that. if he'd have written a decent script or if he'd got a decent script writer in so he wrote the story on. himself yeah, and that's the, the script <laughs> yeah. I, I think if you if you look at it I mean George Lucas can't really write a script he has good ideas he has good ideas but then when he comes to actually getting it onto paper he, he, he struggles. lets himself down yeah. yeah he struggles a bit I mean if he has the ideas and it says go, goes to like a prolific screenwriter who can actually you know put together he should have got to like Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you just imagine, imagine yeah, Star Wars Nolan with that sort of Star, Star Wars you'd your brain wouldn't it Christopher Nolan, if you're or listening, if your next project is bridge, bridge the, the gap between three and four with some badassery. But, yeah, I not like The Force Unleashed 2. Which, I, you know, there's nothing to do with what yes. we're going on about, but I recently got the uh, the new Xbox 360 magazine because I've done The Force Unleashed 2, yes. which is set between episodes three and four in the Star Wars canon. And it is actually canon because George Lucas has said so. And he's a bellend because basically Star Killer in the first film is the responsible for the Rebel Alliance. Oh. Okay. It's like, yeah, whatever. But anyway, in the second one, that's pissed me off no end. The front cover has got Star Killer fighting Boba Fett. Boba Fett's got his arm lopped off, and he's a fucking robot. Boba Fett Boba is a, a man. He, Even I know that, and I haven't seen them. Well, he's got a, perhaps he's got a robot arm, but that was never. Ah, forget it. He's making me angry. Maybe that isn't going to actually be Boba Fett it could be it could be the robot proxy from the first one who yeah. you know they toyed with us with Darth Maul in the first game yeah. and it turned out to be his robot who had a special training program but maybe that's what it similar. it could be but anyway it's like yeah. oh man well, you made this really, um, really angry I think that covers everything I think so yeah. yeah that was quite 
quite, <laughs> quite <laughs> an aggressive. I got yeah. I got wound up there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that'll be it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have been, we won't be back until the end of August now because I doubt we'll have time to do another one before um, before camping. Uh, we're not here in the middle of August, so it'll probably be towards the yeah the last week of August that we'll do another one. So um, if you have been listening, thank you, and we will uh, talk at you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. Children. If you have any suggestions, ideas or comments for the show, send an email to info at randomstoke.com. The movie review show is released roughly every two weeks or whenever we can be bothered to do a new one. 